Hey guys, Pastor Scott here. Day eight, day eight of our Christmas Advent reading. Today, we're going to be reading about three strikes and you're in. That's right. I did not read it wrong. It's three strikes and you're in. And today, as I said yesterday, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 49 and we're going to be reading uh, verses eight through 10. And so we're going to start with that. And then what we'll do is we'll get into the author's book, uh, Zach Mabry's book, um, all the things concerning himself. Again, that's what we're reading through for our Christmas Advent uh, reading. So here we go. Genesis chapter 49, verses 8 through 10. Judah, your brothers shall praise you, and your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons shall bow down to you. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son have gone up. He crouches or he couches. He lies down as a lion and as a lion who dares rouse him up. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until Shiloh comes and to him shall be the obedience of the peoples. And the title is Three Strikes and You're In. It's a good, it's good to be king. Every year at this time, we read over this passage and rejoice in the fact that Jesus is born as the lion of the tribe of Judah. And he is. He is the promised king from Judah's line who will have an everlasting kingdom. And if you have studied the Old Testament and you know that the kings were always supposed to come from the line of Judah, the above passage is the first place, and I like this, the, the above passage is the first place where we get to see this. This is where Jacob basically lines up all of his children and speaks blessings over them. Fourth time's the charm. Here's an honest question. Did you know that Judah wasn't the firstborn son of Jacob? If you are anything like me, you just assumed uh, Judah had to be the firstborn because he was supposed to be the line of the kings. I thought that for a long time. It just makes sense. However, he is actually the fourth born son of Jacob. So then what happened to the other three? The short answer is that they disqualified themselves. And that's great. And that's what's crazy is that even in this blessing passage in chapter 49 that we just read of Genesis, Jacob tells us the reasons. First is Reuben. He is the firstborn and should rightfully be the heir, but because he had an inappropriate relationship with one of his father's wives, he got crossed off the list. Then we see Simeon and Levi, the next two in the line, and their story is crazy. They slaughtered a whole nation of men because of how they had treated their sister. So then we're left with Judah. Let's look even closer. Give me one second. Let's look even closer into this. God made had made promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that he would bless the whole world through them. As we look over this episode in the Old Testament history, we can see the way that God both narrows and expands his promises according to his own will. It is not because, and now listen to this, it is not because of any good that anyone is doing. It is only by God's grace. Judah did not do anything to be chosen by God to be the tribe of the kings. He is just the next in line. 
In the next section, we'll even get to see that he wasn't even doing anything to try and preserve his own line. This should get us to focus on the real main character in all of this, which is God. When we are looking at human history, we can see that God is the one who is working out his perfect will through sinful human beings. So let's reflect. What do we need to learn from this in our preparation to celebrate Christmas or celebrate Christ's birth? We need to realize that we cannot put God in a box. God does not work the way that we think he should. Isn't it always supposed to be the firstborn son that inherits? In our human reasoning, that makes sense. But that's just not the way that our God works. We can't try to impose what we think should happen to him. Um, onto him. We probably would just, we probably would have just picked Ishmael or Esau or Reuben to be the ones set to inherit, but God had other plans. This becomes even more clear when we look to Jesus, who would have ever predicted that the sovereign king of the universe, now y'all listen, that the sovereign king of the universe would choose to be born as a little baby. And even then, if you figured out the baby part, there's no way you would have predicted that this baby would be born to a young, poor, unmarried girl in a stable. How crazy is that? This should help us all realize that above all things, the birth of Jesus is 100% a God thing. Natural man would not have put this together in this way. It is in light of this that we can stand back and marvel that the Creator Listen to this, that the creator of the world would humble himself to be born way back then in a stable in Bethlehem. And we should praise him and worship him for this unbelievable kindness that he is extending to us. And so there you go. That's day eight. Guys, we read from Genesis 49 verses 8 through 10. And we get to see uh, this, this beginning coming out of, of, of that of the line of Judah. Uh, and him being Christ being uh, uh, the lion of Judah. And so I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, I'll post the questions in the comment section. Uh, let's get in the word of God, guys. Let's look forward to that coming um, celebration of Christmas uh, and that of him coming as a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes to be sacrificed for you and for me. Have a blessed day.